everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Every week I deal with the fear of public speaking. It's one of the greatest fears that anyone can deal with. Yet, I deal, though, with even a deeper fear than public speaking. And that's the fear that I'm going to talk about today because I have to pretty much memorize and write a term paper every weekend. Hopefully it's compelling, biblical, engaging, and it meets the kaleidoscopic range of people's needs who attend one of, I believe, 10 different environments at fellowship. It's a God thing. God uses my vocal cords to communicate. Yet I would say the fear that drives me to do what I do is a fear that should be constant in my life and also in your life. But I've got to say it would be the overriding fear that drives me to do what I do. Also, it's the overriding fear that drives our incredible team here to do what they do, whether they're up front on stage, behind the scenes, or at one of our various campuses or churches doing what they do. The fear I'm talking about is a fear that I have when I think about people's marriages hanging from a thread, because I know in a crowd this size, there's a lot of marriages that are just barely there. I also think about people who've just lost a loved one. I think about others who are going through depression, others who are trying to deal with this toxic habit I I think about others who might be giving God one last chance. They're like, okay, I'm going to roll the dice. God will give you one more shot to see if you're the real deal or not. So that causes a lot of fear in my life. The fear I'm talking about is a foundational one that all of us should have. I should have it in a greater degree. So should you. It's the fear of God, the fear of the Lord. It seems as though in our culture we fear everything but God, yet we shouldn't fear anything but God. I've been talking about toxic fear. I've been talking about the fear of the future, the fear of rejection, and those are fears that we really should keep at at arm's length. Today, though, I'm talking to you about a fear that we need to have. It's a fear that we choose to have. It's really the only fear, generally speaking, that should be operative in our lives. I'm talking about the fear of God. You're not gonna see these verses mentioned on coffee mugs. You're not gonna see them on T-shirts. You're not gonna hear worship songs about the fear of God, the fear of God. No, 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 you're not gonna hear that. Yet, I believe the lack of the teaching of the fear of God has caused a lot of issues in the church worldwide. It's like people say, yeah, I grew up in a church that that preached hellfire and brimstone and it kind of damaged me. So the pendulum has swung so far the other way that all we talk about now is grace, 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 mercy, 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 love, love, love. You can live like hell. You can jump from bed to bed and do this and do that. But, But God is a 
forgiving God. God is a loving God. God wants to bless my life. He's just a Santa God, a UPS God, who's there to bring all of his blessings to you and me, no matter how we live. That is out there these days. The scripture, though, tells us there is a beautiful balance between the fear of God and the love of God. The love of God and the fear of God. You can't talk about the love of God without talking about the wrath of God. You cannot talk about the mercy of God without talking about the judgment of God. The fear of God. God, what is that, the fear of God? We've tried to decaffeinate it. We say, oh, it's about, it's about respect. It's about reverence. People say, oh, it's, it's to, to be in awe of God. All those things are true. Yet we have stripped those words of their meaning. That was an awesome touchdown. Really? That was an awesome hot fudge Sunday. Awesome? No, no, no. God is awesome. So the fear of God is a cluster of words. It's, it, it's a cluster of words. The fear of God, and here's my working definition, it's sort of a long one, is the 24-7, 360-degree awareness that everything we do, say, and think is in front of a holy and just and, and magnetic God who sees everything we do and who judges everything we do. I'll say it again, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to those of us who follow Christ. God sees your life and mine. Our lives are an open book and he judges what we do. I'm not talking about heaven, I'm not talking about hell. I'm talking about the Bema seat. I'm talking about God disciplines those he loves. While growing up, I lived a good life as far as obeying, for example, my parents. I didn't really go through a stage where I went nuts and did this or that. Pretty much did what I was told to do. A lot of what I did right, I did because I grew up in a Christian home, grew up going to church, became a believer, as a young guy, and a lot of what I did right was I just knew that was what God wanted me to do. I just knew that. I also did what was right because I knew my parents expected me to do what was right. I didn't do some wrong stuff because, well, quite frankly, I feared what would happen to me, if you understand, <laughs> from my parents. I behaved partly out of fear. So 
when I didn't do right and did wrong, they would show me what right was. I did right because I knew they loved me, but also I feared them as well. I should live the life that God has for me, no doubt, it's the best life. God's overriding emotion is love, but some of the things that you do and I do should be because of the fear of God. What is fear? F-E-A-R. What is fear? It's a foundational emotion that's always reverent. A foundational emotion that's always reverent. It's foundational. We choose to fear God or not. And the Bible says in Proverbs chapter one, verse seven, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So check this out. We begin a relationship with God by fearing him, not loving him. No, 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 no. Read it. It's mentioned 27 times in scripture. We begin a relationship with God because of the fear of God. Whoa, Ed, how can you say that? Well, I'm just reading the Bible to you. It's not about the love first, it's about the fear. What? Think about this. What are we? We're self-centered sinners. We're fallen and fallible. We stand before God, a holy God, a just God who can't even wink or hydroplane over sin. That should cause fear in our lives. Like that, God could take us out. If we got what we deserved, it would be, we're taken out. That's the first emotion, fear. That's the foundational emotion I should have as I think about God. If you don't, you better rethink your relationship with him. Then from there, it's love. I realize, man, God, I don't deserve anything. I don't deserve your grace. I don't deserve your mercy. Yet, you sent Jesus and you arranged for the sins of the world to fall upon his shoulders, thereby allowing him to sacrifice for my sins. And you've given me the opportunity to choose. And I've chosen you and I've been power washed by your grace and your unconditional love. So to fear God is reverence. To fear God is respect. To fear God is fear. Today, I drove to one of our campuses to speak. I stopped by Starbucks. I like their coffee okay. It's not my favorite, but I like it. I ordered a tall coffee of the day. Here's what they asked me. You know what they asked me. Do you want any room in that? Now, for some of you coffee neophytes, you have no idea what I just said. <laughs> That's coffeeology 101. When someone asks you, do you want room? They're saying room for cream, room for milk. And I said, yes, give me some room. <laughs> they gave me some room. I went over and I put half and half in there. Yeah, the real deal. If I'm going to have some excess calories, I'm going to make them count, man. Skim milk in your coffee. What? 
Your definition of God, your definition of the fear of God should have some room in it. Room for what? Philippians 2.12. St. Paul said, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Fear and trembling. Work out what God has worked in with fear and trembling. We should tremble. See, we've casualized God. God's my homie, my buddy. Yeah, yeah, we just, we just have made him like, yeah, my, 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 my friend, you know, just kind of no big deal. We take his name in vain. We say this, we say that. We joke about him. We've lost the fear of God. What's wrong with our, with our government, our world, our nation? We've lost the fear of God. What's wrong with our schools? We've lost the fear of God. What's wrong with our parenting? We've lost the fear of God. Why is church attendance so inconsistent? We've lost the fear of God. Why do so many people turn their backs and they don't serve in the church? We've lost the fear of God. Why do so many people blow through marriage after marriage, friendship after friendship? You've lost the fear of God. I've been married for 32 years and I've only had sex with one woman, Lisa. Last night I said that people clapped. I'm like, <laughs> you're gonna, no, 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 no. You clap for that. Man, we live in a screwed up world, don't we? If you go clap for that. I've only had sex with one woman. Okay. What if I committed adultery? Well, God would forgive me. I serve a God who forgives. That's true. I can sleep with someone else. Lord, forgive me. He would forgive me. But I cannot imagine facing Lisa, looking into her eyes. A girl I met when I was 15 and saying, I've been unfaithful to you. I cannot imagine talking to my four kids, three of which are in the ministry and saying, you know, I just had sex with someone who's not your mother. I cannot imagine walking on the stage and saying those things to you. I couldn't imagine saying it to those in our accountability structure, those who are our overseers on our board. I could not imagine doing that. And you know what the bottom line is? I'm fearful. Yeah, I know God wants me to live a life of purity and holiness. I'm fearful of what God would do to me. I fear God. So if you don't have the fear of God in your life, I'm talking to believers, you need to get it. You need to choose it. You need to redefine 
this relationship, this, this foundational emotion, fear, that should always lead to reverence. God, you're God, I'm not reverence. God, positionally, you run the show. I don't. Whenever I get that inverted, my life becomes perverted. Happens in every person's life. Have you ever met an educated idiot? (laughs) Just look around our culture. Just watch the news. You'll see scores and scores of them. Just think about many of our universities, these people that call themselves professors, educated idiots. They don't know they're idiots. They think they're smart. They're idiots. Do you know why? They're first. It's all about them. Oh, they got some, they got some knowledge. They don't have any wisdom. You want wisdom? I do. Do you want wisdom to negotiate the maze of life? I do. Do you want wisdom? Singles as you date? Hey, do you want single parents? You need some wisdom? Hey, kids, you need some wisdom? The beginning of wisdom, the beginning of it, the beginning of knowledge that can be applied is the fear of the Lord. It's about reverence. It's about respect. It's about awe. It's about holiness. So we need wisdom, something we can download. Something else we can download is, is, is right here. It's, it's the word of God. Do you know the Bible says when we fear God, we hear God. And when we hear God, we fear God. The Bible says it. Psalm 25, verse 14, the Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. Lord, in my definition of fear, I want some room. I want some room for fear and trembling. I need some room for what reverence and respect is all about. Do you have any room? I need some room in my life, God, for for your word, for your covenant. I, I, I need it, God. And, and Deuteronomy 10 asks the question, what does the Lord require of you? Oh, here we go. It's your choice. It's your choice. It's my call. Fear the Lord. What does the Lord require? To fear the Lord. To walk in all of his ways, to love him and to serve him. See, you got fear and love. Same verse, love and fear. It's that perfect balance. If you're like me, I want to read all the verses that are about encouraging stuff. All the verses about God blessing me. All the verses about God has a wonderful plan for my life. All those verses about grace and all those verses about mercy. And we want to talk about that in grace and grace and mercy and mercy. Again, we've concentrated too much on the grace and the mercy of God. Yes, we're saved by grace through faith. I understand that. We though have forgotten to talk about a subject that is politically incorrect that doesn't sell books, that doesn't pack out arenas, the fear of God. Without it, it's Christianity light. It's just a bunch of fluff. What does the Lord require of you? 
but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in his ways. I like, I like that walk. You know, the Christian life is talked about, it's talked about like a walk. We walk. So when you start walking, you have to take a first step. The first step, the foundational emotion that's always about reverence and, and respect. The first step, we fear God. We fall in love with God. We have that perfect balance. We walk. The Bible shows us what to do. It reveals to us the word. I need the word. You need the word. I need to hear the word, to feed on the word. Some homework, very easy. 10 minutes a day, sit in a chair and open God's word. And I promise you, he'll speak to you. 10 minutes a day, open God's word. He'll speak to you. If you're not doing that, you don't have a healthy fear of God. Just think about it. God's waiting for you and me every day. He has something to impart into our lives. And we should go, man, I'm not going to be late. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be right there. I'm going to be all caffeinated up, ready to hear, ready to do what you want me to do, God. I choose to fear you, and I know you're going to show me how to walk. How do you walk? Our walks are unique, yet they're about one thing. They're about God, and his word will show us how to walk. How do you know how to walk unless, unless you're not listening and communicating with God's word? So wisdom, word, walk. We fear everything else but God, but in reality, we should fear nothing else but God, do you fear God? I'm talking to believers. Do you fear God? Now, I want you to look at me for a second. Everyone look at me here at all of our environments. For some of us, again, who are Christians, I know I did. I needed this message on the fear of God. It's, it's rarely taught. In my research, there's not a lot of stuff out there. There's some, not a lot of stuff out there. Especially recent stuff out there on the fear of God. We need it though. It's mentioned over 27 times in the Bible. And I didn't think, wow, I can't wait to preach on the fear of God. I didn't, it wasn't like that. I'm like, man, this is a tough message. And sometimes it's tough sledding in the Bible. But we teach the whole counsel of God. So, those of us who are Christians, we need to amp up our fear of God. And hopefully it'll encourage us. Not just the fear of God, not just that, it's the love of God too. I hope you feel me. Hopefully it encourages us to, to do some of the things we talked about. Others here, you don't know God personally. And it's, and it's my prayer that the fear of God and the love of God will cause you to respond to the grace of God and the mercy of God. That you're like, whoa, who am I? I'm a self-centered sinner, I'm fallen infallible. In the brilliant blaze of your glory, God, I'm nothing, but God, you're everything. And I tremble before you, I quake before you, but I realize how much you love me that you sent Jesus to die on the cross, to rise again and I just ask you to take control of my life. As you're looking at me right now, you don't have to bow your head here and in our 10 different locations. Just if, if you want to make this prayer, make this choice, just say, God, 
I, just say it to yourself, I agree with that. I choose you. I realize who I am, a sinner in need of a savior. And I, I turn my life over to you. Come inside my life, Jesus, and change and rearrange and cleanse me. Thank you for listening, and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.